here we go back on the Sandcast <laughs> podcast. The full fam. Sal's back. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. Mr. Face. Mr. Face. <laughs> <laughs> How's life, everyone? We're all oh, home. Man. Life's great. Life. It's great. <laughs> and these new microphones just make me feel so official. So yeah. professional. And I'm glad that we got these mics. My biggest reservation about them was that it wouldn't have the like laid back feel where you can just kind of cruise on the couches, but it's, it's almost better. Yeah. And there's so many times where our guests had like, you know, a jacket on or something where I, or their hair yeah. was like touching the mics well, and like I could hear it. I'm like, yeah. like, I don't want to stop the podcast <laughs> yeah. to tell them, move your hair. So yeah, we don't have to deal with that anymore. No more. Um, now we're getting time. fancy. We got new camera, new video camera, back new video there. camera people. Those of you who are only listening, you get to have a full visual experience on our YouTube channel. So lucky you. <laughs> I don't want to be talking about it too early. It's our first go with it. Oh, that's <laughs> true. It might not be up for this episode. Good. It looks good right now. We'll see. Yeah, the quality is amazing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Sav, you've been on the road for a while. Been on the road You're for back a while. first time in a month? Mm-hmm. Where have you been? So after Hermosa, I went to uh, straight to Portugal for my first Challenger event with M. We had a Kicked really good ass. finish. Saw you there. Yeah, we had a good finish, so... Um, my mom was like, I, mean, I told you, but my mom was listening. She's like, the guy who's commentating your game, he seems to really like you. Do you know him? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's Travis. She's like, oh my gosh, he was so sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really, really fun. Um, so we started out on like a high. I'm like, one month, you know, one tournament in, three to go. This is awesome. And then I go to Morocco. I was supposed to play with Carly Khan and... She had COVID, like, last minute. So I picked up Victoria Dennis. She was in Italy for a Futures, which was super awesome. I was able to go and play. Um, didn't qualify, which was a bummer, but, you know, made the most of it. Rode some camels. It was a cool experience. <laughs> hey, Came back to Florida. I was like, hey, it's nice to be back in the States. And then Em and I, we took a ninth in Florida and a ninth in Atlanta. So it kind of ended, like, uh, you know, it's just the ups and downs of the season. And I think it's, it's cool that you're at a point. Last year, you started in the qualifiers yeah. for all of them. It's cool that you're at a point where you're like, ninth. Like, ugh. Yeah. Whereas last year, ninth, like, you'd be I like, yeah, I came yeah. out of the qualifier, yeah. I took uh-huh. a ninth. Yeah. yeah. It's like the goalposts change. Keeps it's going cool up. To see it. And I know it's like, and with M2, she's such a veteran. She's d- done so well. I'm like, I know we can do better than this. So mm-hmm. we're hoping, you know, we fi- it's been tough, too. You don't realize when you're on the road, it's not only exhausting, but you don't have you miss out on so many like real practices and mm. lifts. Like, yes. I came back and I got a real lift in because I was doing what I could while I was gone, but you get a real lift in. I was sore for like four days, felt awesome. And then to get a practice in, we're working with John Mayer, who's awesome. Um, she's worked with him for a bit now, but it's so nice to like have some feedback from mm-hmm. like, and be like, oh my gosh, like all the things I was working on, I was finally getting the hang of things and then I left and then I like resorted back to like old habits and stuff like, and so it's nice to just get back in the sand with someone who can yeah. hold me accountable. But yeah, nice to be back. And then a big weekend ahead for, you know, be for awesome. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. open. Yeah. You're in the quali, right? In the quali. Yeah. There we go. Three seed. So, Hey, you're playing. I'm playing. Three seed. Yeah. Whew, How there. many do you have to win to get in? They're taking eight, right? I don't know. It's, um, I was, I think that, I might have a buy. Uh, awesome. If I don't, it'll be four. Four? Four. There's I love that, that they have teams? the quality for that. You know, it's just like yeah, part of the tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so, too. I, 
it seemed to be in the minority that I like the new qualifying system. I like that all the qualifiers are, are the tour series events. And oh, really? I, no. I love it. Uh, um, players don't like it? Players, a lot of them are mad that they have to fly, potentially fly twice. So you fly to Seaside to qualify yeah, for Your flight's paid for if it, you're in the main draw. Exactly. And especially Seaside. And you're in the main draw. And that's where <laughs> it's not, it hasn't made sense to me that people are kind of mad about that. They're like, well, if I don't qualify, then, then I just flew to this one. I was like, well, you, you would have flown to a qualifier and played a single elimination tournament. And right. made no money. Instead, you could fly. So it, it's made sense to me. I think that... It, it weeds out the non-professional. People who aren't really trying to do this for yeah. a living, maybe? Kind it's, of? Yeah, it's, it's been odd to me. I've loved it. I think the new system, honestly, is catered to my level. I think it's great. <laughs> and so I, I've been loving it. But like, how um, great is it to play in these tour series events when you're in that kind of mix the quality mix like doesn't it feel different like oh, it's a big different. tournament i'm a high seed like yeah, yeah. like that's sh- it's just got to be way more validating to get through a whole tournament rather yeah. than just a one day yeah, quality grind and i like it because they're not single elimination and right you, yeah you can you sort of have an off match where if you have an off match like you're done like yeah you're out because yeah. manhattan will have it's close to a, a hundred team qualifier Wow. And Holy. you're getting guys like, you know, they Matt Olson's coming it. out with yeah, zero random, points. Yeah, random guys will come you out. You get, yeah. like, the Billy Stricklands, the Wachfogels, like, these dudes who just come out for one tournament who, uh-huh. you know, they're not going to be great in match three. But if you get them in match one, it's like, <laughs> right, man, <laughs> that's a tough draw. Or wow. they might be better in so match single, three once they're like, oh, yeah, I remember how to play volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the single limb nature, I do love that they have this qualifier for Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I've really enjoyed the tour series because they're true tournaments. Yeah. It's a full day. Um, you can say you get ninth. And the money. Which, which I've done. Great. And for you, you still get some money even if you don't qualify. So I think it's been great. I, I've loved the qualifier system and I love that we have one for Manhattan. I think that that's, of all the gripes that the people have, justifiably with the AVP this season, I don't think that the qualifying system is one of them. Yeah. Well, we're not supposed to talk too much about the points. <laughs> <laughs> points are out. One of our fans points called, called out. us out. <laughs> Can't talk Quit about whining, yeah. you but big we can't babies. talk about we can talk about how they don't stream court two. That's a big uh, yeah. People are having a Uh-oh. big issue with that. People are pissed about that. I so I can see both sides of it. I can see why the fans are pissed. Yeah, you only have three courts. Right, exactly. You know, like yeah. you might as well stream all three. But if you're the AVP and if you're looking at the live stream numbers mm-hmm. and you have 600 people tuning into Stadium Court on Saturday afternoon. Why would they stream another one? Yeah. Why right. would they go through the expense? So I, I get the AVP's reasoning and Ballet's reasoning, but I also uh, I think I empathize more with the fans because you miss out on Tim Brewster, Kyle Friend beating Taylor Taylor. Uh-huh. That's a match oh that people gosh. want. Wait, weren't we on two? court two in Fort Lauderdale? Which one was court two? The one by the hotel? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there were so many good matches on that yeah. court yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. I was there all, all three of my matches. I was on court two over there. Yeah. Phil Which is versus fine, Nick was over yeah, there. Huge yeah. crowd. Yeah. And so I, I get it. Uh, and I do think that if ballets were making the same type of investment that, say, Volleyball World is to the World Tour, right. that the digital product would be better. But I think that they have two different goals in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think ballets is probably trying to save as much money as possible. But I don't know if you have to invest a little to make a little. Because the, the, pa- the fans are pissed about we need, the stream. We need and, and Kent business plan <laughs> yeah, i got dinner with him for two hours after our podcast and we went through that paper sheet yeah i wanted line to see line. it so bad you'll have to tell me about uh, it later it's on my fridge 
Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So we can awesome. have a business meeting. Yeah, let's do it. The Sandcast tour. Love that. Oh. <laughs> Watch I'm out. Actu- I'm actually very intrigued. <laughs> After seeing how great the McKibbins foreman was, yeah. I'm like, I could, I could get used to that. Mm-hmm. Could probably come out with the same amount of prize money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, I get it from the fans' perspective, and I am a fan. And also, from a media perspective, I would have loved to have watched Kyle and Tim and Taylor and Taylor and known what happened. Right, for sure. How did Kyle and Tim do this? Yeah, yeah right. 100%. <laughs> and good for that. I was playing my first game, and Evan's dad, was he was, like, watching, and he was, like, we're in between the first and second set, and I hear, Savvy! I'm sitting in the box, and I look up, and he's, like, Timmy won! Timmy won! <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. I was, like, I'm in the middle of my game, but that's freaking awesome. So, I mean, they... <laughs> Are so deserving. Those two, I love them. Yeah. They're so deserving. So let's do a little recap uh, while we're on this topic of um, of Seaside. Mm-hmm. They took a third in Seaside, right? Yep. Okay, so who else? Avery and... Um, the semifinals were uh, Miles Partain and Marcus Partain. They had a good run. The most lovable team in the yeah, world. Nice. They lost a barn burner to Ed Ratledge and Cody yep, Caldwell. Yep. And then Ed and Cody took second, lost in the finals to Avery and Chase. The, the other semi... Was Timmy? It must have been Timmy and was Kyle, right? Tim and Kyle third. against yeah. Avery and Chase. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then Jake Diedrich and Hagen Smith were in the quarters. They lost to the Partains. Um, Rafi Paulus and Brian Miller were in the quarters. There's two trickle down bids. I was going to say because who's who Avery and them. Chase are in, and then Miles is in, right? Yeah. So both of their bids will Depends trickle. So who. Cody and Ed got one. I think Hagen and Jake Diedrich got we'll one. Um, who else was – gosh, who was the yeah, other semifinals team? Rafi and Brian might be in. I don't know for sure, though. I don't know who got the trickles. Yeah. But the women's was just straight up. So Molly Carly, and Scott, Carly, and Molly Turner yeah. won. Yeah, and they beat Kelly and Delaney, but that was a great tournament yeah. for them. I think Molly is the runaway most underrated player on the AVP. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> men's or women's. She keeps, like, losing out on the, the blocker sweepstakes uh. and then picking up a new young blocker and winning with them. She's badass. Yeah. She's awesome. She's really tough to play against. Yeah. Huh. Yep. yep. So it'll be Molly and Carly Scott, who I love. Uh, Delaney and Kelly Reeves, who I obviously love. Uh, <laughs> Megan Rice and Jess Gaffney. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it Kim Hildreth and Kaya yep. Marciniak. Yep. So that'll be the four Chicago bids from Seaside. It's awesome. Yeah. And it was funny because we, we were streaming the Seaside here at the Brazilian Barbecue. And mm-hmm. you and Trevor were looking at the fans there. Seaside packs it. It's my favorite doubles tournament to in the world. There. And so I guess Dave, if you wanted to make Seaside a tour stop. That's what I thought, yeah. And, and they said, well, if you're going to be a tour stop, we have to give you a stadium. But Seaside has the coolest center court I've yeah. ever been to. Yeah. They take these bulldozers and make these huge dunes. A big hole, right? And people plant their chairs like three days ahead of time. Yeah. Like, That's my spot. It's a big part of the culture and tradition. It's Why one of the best center courts ever. Why don't behind the sand dunes? Or just don't do it. Just say, or you don't. have a kick-ass center court. Let's have a tour series. How many fans can mind. you pack in there? Probably if about If AVP 2, thinks they can get more fans in, then they should I don't think they can. Accommodate. Uh, I think there's about 2,000 people in center You think the same amount of people will show up if it's a top-level I think that, that less people would show up if they built stands. I think people love. It's a part of the tradition. I think people They're love just that gonna, dune. Like, boycott. And well, it's what cool about one side? You go half, because not like AVP wants to spend money on. Yeah, so stands. what you have, so you have like it's the sand dune is three parts of it. So you have the back, the back, and then this one, and uh-huh. then you have the DJ stage, and then a beer garden, 
and the beer oh, garden's wow. full. Oh, you need the beer garden. And it's going. Yeah. And then you have people drinking in the stands. But then right behind, like, this side of it is uh, kind of a strand-type area that yeah. people will pack the strand and watch. Or just do, like, elevated. a double stadium, you know? Put it kind of right near it. Stadium and court one, but put primetime matches on both of them. Yeah. So I could see, so say you leave the sand dune for center court, you could mm-hmm. do, like, sort of a... Stands. And, I think that's and, rad. And too. another center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For court one instead. Yeah. Yeah. We we can have a compromise. I mean, hasn't the whole point of their what they've been trying to do this whole season is to spend less money on stands? Because <laughs> yeah. it looked like it in Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think Seaside. I think is one my favorite doubles tournament ever. I was yeah, sad I hope to we get to it, go there, and especially because we lost Seattle, which wasn't amazing. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that would be a perfect sub-in right there. Yeah, uh, I anyway. agree. And Seaside, it's it's just a kick-ass place. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, the venue's awesome. And the way they do it's cool because you have all sorts of different divisions. you got fours, co-ed fours, double oh, B, yeah. B, A, double A, men's, women's, co-eds, whatever. And this year was a record uh, for most courts and fans or, and uh, players. And so what what they do is they have the open in the middle, and then it, and just then goes, it goes out. out. But then what they do is they structure it so the outer courts end first. And so people, as the tournament goes on, it just gets closer and closer and closer, and it just packs around courts one, yeah. two, and three for the quarter semis and finals. That's so awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, it was packed. That's I watched cool. Miles and Marcus play um, Jake and Hagen, and it was packed for that mm-hmm. quarterfinal too. Yeah. So It's awesome. amazing. And it's, it's kind so of a cool. – have you played Laguna? Yes. It's similar to Laguna where the fans are like packed around right, it right, and, and you're it's like really intimate. I like you got it when fans like here, like take a sip of this white claw before you serve. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I will do that. <laughs> like the beer garden, you don't want to get too close because then they can touch you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. That's great. Yeah, and Delaney, every time she went back to serve, she went and passed it back with this guy in the stands. Yeah. And so the men's finals was right after hers, but uh, this guy comes up to her and he's like, You just made my like year. <laughs> And That's he's like, can you so sign my tank top? And oh she's like, you're going to lose your seat for the men's finals. He's like, I don't care. I want you to sign my tank top. And it's like the coolest thing because, like, the fans love volleyball. It's amazing. That's so awesome. That's cool. Big seaside Well, fan. that's one of the questions is player's favorite and fan favorite location. So yours is seaside. Seaside. And I would also throw uh, Vancouver Open is really high on my list of favorite tournaments I've played. Vancouver is beautiful. Yeah. And it's, like, the only event in Canada. So it's like the Canadian Manhattan Open. You just got people showing up, and right. it's such good vibes, good energy. So Great cool. beer garden there, too. <laughs> the beer garden's so we gotta, secret. <laughs> we got to get the beer garden going. <laughs> yeah. Those right. are the best events. It's interesting because Kent was kind of mentioning it on the previous podcast where they have a local, like, promotion of it, but mm-hmm. also, like, the local community really, like, gathers. It's not like... We're expecting people to fly in and drive right. from all over. Like, no, like, all you need is these people from this town. Just come to their town and they'll show up and yeah. help you put on a great event. And the genius with both of those tournaments, Seaside and Vancouver, is that they combine it with amateur tournaments. So Seaside has thousands and thousands of so amateur players already there. who stay. Uh-huh. And well, those people love the game more than anything. Love like, it. All yeah. these people, Evan had an idea because we live, like, right on 8th. He's like, we should go out. And go to all the because at sunset we go watch the sunset. Mm-hmm. Every court is full of people playing mm-hmm. like sixes or eight, eight right. versus eight, and they're packed. He's like, we should go out there and like tell them to come watch 
our tournament Promoted and like give them a 20 minute lesson for fun and then yeah. just like promote our us in the tournament I'm like th- those are the people who are going to come watch all the people who love playing that's what the tour should be doing yeah they should be in an ideal world they're paying the players to go out and mark the event like that's what we're supposed to be doing yeah we're supposed to be out there promoting the event usually you pay the players to do it but yeah nobody does it and we well whatever i remember when I was in, um, that's it. That's about it. <laughs> when I was in New Orleans for my first qualifier ever, um, so there was like huge rain delay, and so all the the practice was uh, the timing of everything was thrown off. So I went. Uh, it was like maybe Saturday, and so like all the players were just doing like side out. There's probably eight teams on one court. It was just king of the court stuff, and their matches kept getting moved back. And so what they did, it was like it was Phil and Rosie, uh, Casey and. Jake and Todd and Robbie Page. And mm-hmm. they were like, all right, you guys, they're, all the fans are watching practice. And they said, why don't we have a side-out contest? And so they had fans come up and, like, doing side-out against mm-hmm. right. Phil and Rosie. And it was the coolest thing. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and I've thought about that. That was five, six years ago. And I was like, that would be an amazing thing to do to one day before a tournament, just, like, practice against the pros. Like, mm-hmm. how many points can right. you guys score? Or any day. Yeah. Like, we just have it once a month. Like, uh, and we can have our real training. I mean, you just announce it, and with the right team, people will show up to practice and just win when Qatar came, right? Yeah. Somehow it got out, and we had, like, a full crowd Fans. there yeah. <laughs> of our scrimmage. Yeah, I think, That's I think we should do that more often. Like, yeah. I've always thought... The smartest thing would be to go practice right next to Manhattan Beach Pier. And so so everybody knows where you play, when you practice, mm-hmm. and make it a little bit of a spectacle just because it is an entertaining yeah. thing and, like, mm-hmm. gain fans and followers and meet new people. and Yeah. I don't know. And I just – I love that, like, I got I got to side out against Rosie. Like, oh, this well is that, the coolest yeah. thing in the world. And so – And how easy is that for oh, us? So, yeah. Oh, so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, the players, you know – should they be paid to do something like that? Probably, but you could do it on your own and start. That's how you develop like a little oh, a cult easy, yeah. following, but a big following. Yeah, totally. You know? yeah. So. Or a potential sponsor. I mean, you never know what you can get out of that. Mm-hmm. Like. Sandcast, let's do it. Let's go. Do our own. You and Trev. Practicing Trev, the most tomorrow. sociable person on tour. Yeah, he's super social. <laughs> Just get him a whiskey. He <laughs> will be if you're siding out against him and, and you give him green light to <laughs> open up the dialogue. <laughs> Trev just starts ruining fans' dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Kids come out. He's just like yelling at them. <laughs> it's not going to work, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Victor Loyola coming out, uh, <laughs> just running his mouth the whole time, getting blocked straight down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, where's your favorite place to play? Oh, man. It's just really a matter of the environment. Obviously, Manhattan's been a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just loved, like, the major series were awesome. With the, f- the, the more fans, the better, and the more mm-hmm. they're into it. I don't really care where we are, to be honest. Um, like, a good, like, if it's not like that, like a packed stadium, crazy atmosphere, a lot on the line, I like evening matches, like those like golden hour matches mm-hmm. where the fans are just standing around and like yeah. you can tell they're kind of into it. Like that's like the good. I feel like your game against um, Taylor and Taylor was was good. It was good Decent vibes. Fans, yeah, yeah. It was like it was a grinder though. Yeah. You know the heat and the wind mm-hmm. and like yeah the fans. I mean you could tell the fans were super into it. Yeah. Obviously whenever we run into them it's everyone wants to see it. Yeah. Um, but. 
it was more of a grind. It wasn't like this is so enjoyable, mm-hmm. you know. It's so friggin' hot know. there. I don't know where's my favorite. Outrigger's probably my favorite. The Daddy Hane format. <laughs> Remember, uh, you used to love porridge. I think that was porridge wh- was amazing when we first started but the I'm podcast. More, but yeah, no, I mean that's like. It's like an old town on the coast of Croatia, like yeah. on the water is beautiful and I'm diving, like going through caves and, you know, it's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. But that's like a place to visit. Mm-hmm. In terms of like playing, yeah, just a lot of fans, a lot of money, a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, what about um, Kelly and Betsy's win this weekend oh, yeah. in Hamburg? They kicked ass. It was cool f- to see Betsy finally, like, because everyone knows how good she is, mm-hmm. but she's never really gotten that finish to, like, validate it yeah. necessarily, right? It was awesome watching them. I mean, their biggest thing, so when I cover stuff for Volleyball World, it's really cool because we have a reporter down there whose job is just to get quotes for all of us. And so they, he was down there getting quotes from them after the matches, and he did a little, like, two minute and 20 second interview and they use the word or variation of the word consistency eight times uh, because they go like win in new orleans and then they don't break pool somewhere and then they take 17th at worlds and then they take a seventh in atlanta and then they win hamburg and the team that won hamburg was so different than the team that took seventh in atlanta yeah. and i mean they were i can relate like for yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for that weekend they were the best team on the planet, hands down. I mean, yeah. they beat Rebecca and Talita, who they had never beat. They beat Schoon and Stam, 21-10. Oof, oh, my gosh. And that's a team that was number one in the world this year. That team fell off quick, Smashed. huh? Smashed. Well, I mean, they're still number two. So. Oh, but didn't they? <laughs> I don't get the rankings and stuff, but <laughs> I haven't looked at their they've results. Been, but They've cooled off. They've cooled off. They're still performing, though, They're obviously. still very good. Okay, yeah, I mean, gotcha. like, cooling off for them. Is taking a fifth in an elite. Okay, yeah, never mind. It's like Jose at the barbecue. He's like, you looked. know, I expected the Czech guys to have a good season. I was like, well, I made three finals and they're fifth in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. um, they were great. And Betsy, like you said, everyone knows she has that. Yeah. But she just like turned it on. Their biggest thing has been errors. You know, when they lose their the common denominator of their losses, they just hit Two so many, many balls out of bounds. And when they don't make Misters, errors, yeah. that's the team you get. That's the result you get. Where yeah. they wow. lose one set. And then they just mashed teams the whole weekend. Yeah. Legit. It was awesome. Yeah. It's good it. for them. That's a good, that's a good uh, win for them. Do you think they're going to play? How Like, you know more about the system than I do. Do you think they go to more Elite 16s this year? Like, what does their, the rest of their year probably look like Three now that max. they've taken a, a win? It's a good question. It depends what teams want to do because right now they – the three out of four finishes I used to think was a good idea – I no longer do think that's a good yeah. idea. And I know, sorry, we're talking about points. Yeah. Um, but Olympic qualifying starts next year. Mm-hmm. And now you have a great finish that's going to keep you in the main draw of an Elite 16, which is where you want to be starting Olympic qualifying. So they don't need to play anymore. But I think Kelly, Betsy, and Jordan are all really big on getting high-level competition reps together. Mm-hmm. And I think that they want those reps as a team. So they're playing better as a team going into it, even sure. if – say they underperform and take a dinger on points and have to yeah. drop a little bit. So I don't know. Every team has a different strategy. Yeah, I mean, but three playing three more elites isn't a little bit of events, right? Like they could play three more and still hang on to that fourth yeah. and have it going into the next season. And obviously you're going to drop it, so there's a lot of pressure on that first event. But yeah. three more is, is a lot, I think. 
Yeah, especially because I mean, one's in South Africa. There's only what four elites left. One's in Brazil. One's in Australia. Paris. Isn't Paris. Paris. Oh yeah, Paris. Yeah. So I don't know. All over so the map. Yeah. <laughs> All Literally. over. Yeah. yeah. So four elites possibly left. I'd imagine the one in Australia will be very lightly attended because that is late in the year. I mean, yeah. that that's that bridge is November and December. And it's over AVP now, right? Yeah, it's over the, the one 16, in the Orlando. Sixteen is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> so yeah. So another question on here while we're on the topic of the international stuff is just who are your guys' favorites for Olympic qualifying? It's coming up quick, so. Oh, it's so hard to tell right now. Yeah. Even like Brill and Losiak, like they looked terrible for a few, for what a month. It was just two events. Okay. Well, they, over a month. They didn't break the hardest pull I've ever seen in World Champs. Right. Exactly. And then they got. Just screwed and stopped on the hand setting. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. they they weren't allowed to play well, volleyball. Plus it's crazy. It, plus, I heard they were sick and they didn't had COVID, pull out. Yeah, they had COVID. Yeah, but they didn't pull out. <laughs> Allegedly, had COVID. or they might have had COVID before, and so who they knows? were. Yeah, who knows? They were sick. So yeah, they had two yeah. bad tournaments. They've they've won four of nine. Yeah, no, they're killing. It's just it. crazy. They're, I would say they're number two. Um, you. Got, there's no way Qatar's going to fall off in a big way. Norway's number one for sure, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, maybe Poland's probably third, second, third. I, I put those as the big three. Yeah. And then George. Perisic Schweiner and Andre Schweiner, George, George yeah. both really high up there. Behind that, though, the Brazilians are like like in a full-on yeah. Evandro and Alvaro. Up. Done. Yep. Alison Guto, done. I love Hanato Lima. Love him. Him and Vitor Philippe are very good. Probably. Vitor always gets kind of screwed because he's always played pretty well. Yeah. But he's just like the ultimate tweener. He is. He's great blocker, great defender, a little too small and not like super dominant. A little too small the blocking and a little like not quite dominant enough as a defender. I think he should be a defender. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of feel bad because he's such a baller. It's funny, man. He looking through his BVB, he has played with everyone good in Brazil. Right. He's played with Pedro. He's played with Alvaro. He's played with Evandro. He's played with Renato. He's played with Alisson, and he's won with all of them. But all of them have been like, I think I can do a, a little. He's yeah, just been exactly. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for him because he's so good. He is good. Yeah. We're gonna pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. 
It is delicious and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, we cannot recommend it enough. It, it's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a hundred bucks a day in vitamin supplements and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens and it is so good. And it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe we got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next and AVP America is just full and we are just gonna be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com 
to get your Beach news today. Yeah, but below that, I think it's it's a toss-up. Theo and Kamer, I expected that they found their groove, and I think their personalities, more than anything, mesh well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, I feel like that's been the issue with Theo a bit, and I know Kamer and Chase weren't quite uh, gelling. Yeah. Or sorry, Kamer and Chase, is that what I said? Yeah. Um, so I think they'll be consistently good mm-hmm. as well. Kamer's already been in Olympic qualifying qualified Theo's done it twice and he's like Theo very much believes that he should be an Olympian you know and and I totally get it so I think they'll be really good as well um I don't I don't think they'll be like the teams we're talking about the top five six but maybe around uh eight to fifteen range yeah I think there's sort of three kind of definitive tiers oh Brower Mewson um and Borman's in whoever he picks up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't know if DeGroote is going to come back sometime soon. DeGroote's great, though. He's so good. Right. And Borman's is fantastic. Him and Emmers have been playing really well, and Emmers is so young. He's mm-hmm. had a great year. His prize winnings before this, his career high was like 800 bucks. Emmers? Yeah. Before I gave him like before. probably 800 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Or he took it. And he's performing, man. <laughs> they won that gold medal in uh, Agadir. Yeah. In Morocco. Oh. And, oh. and then they came out, uh, took fourth in Hamburg so Borman the Netherlands is awesome yeah true Adrian Enrico yeah he's gonna Cota find a Nikolai. He away yeah there's a lot of good teams yeah so and for the US I think it's came Theo and you and Trev and then we'll see if the Taylors can They're start to better. figure out a sustainable way to win matches they won't they won't do what they did they're doing this year next year no way They'll get better. Yeah. For sure. And then on the women's side, who knows? There's about five women's teams who can qualify. Yeah. On the U.S. side? Yeah. For sure. That's going to be a grind because we're going to have a few qualify and some get booted. Um, But what about ahead of that at the top? Well, Barbara and Alex in April will be back. Yeah. So I'll put an asterisk on that. Mm -hmm. Can't make any predictions on that (laughs) until April and Alex declare if they're making a run or not. Yeah. Um. I think the leader is, in my mind, I think the best, our best American international team is Kelly and Betsy. I think they're our number one. Yeah. And I put, fair. I put Kristen and Taryn as our two. And then I think it's sort of a toss up between Therese and Sarah and Sarah and Kelly. Right. And Megan Kraft and Emily Stockman and Corinne and Skirm, like contending. Right. And that's a, all those teams could be in the top 20 in the world. Yeah. yeah. At any point. Yeah. <laughs> They've amazing. all gone on it's hot wide. streaks and, like, done really well at, at times. Yeah. Like, how many of them have had medals already? Sponsel's had two golds. Sponsel and Therese. Sarah Hughes had, had medals. At, at they, one, well, they won a challenger. And they won a challenger, and then before that was summer, she had some podiums. Mm-hmm. And her and Therese won the four-star in Itapema in November. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kalinski had... Some success with Stockman. They took a silver and a Spina. Yep. Before, right before Seattle. Right. Didn't they do well in Poland too? Like Warsaw, they got like a third. Or? Maybe it was Warsaw that they did really well. That they got it. They yeah, got. I think they got was, silver somewhere. Might have, I think it was Warsaw. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would not want to put money on that one. Plus, you don't know about partner shakeups after this year, where people try to bank on something that they've never. Test it out. 
Yeah, and there will be shakeups. I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always is. Sav's gonna slide <laughs> Who are you in. Taking there? Sav? No. I, you taking Sav? Well, M and I. I mean, we'll yeah, I'm see. Sitting what here, M, I forgot about you. Well, I we'll see. She's I, gonna slide in. She M, wants to go under the radar. You're knocking M, off Maria um, Faye and Taliqua. Dude, that that was fun. Heck yeah, I know. That's we a almost good did win, it twice. Seth. We almost did it twice, but yeah, the international game. It, I like it, I, and I don't know these teams really, and mm-hmm. like it'll change once I I do more. But it's fun going, and I'm like. I didn't know their style of play at all. Like I hadn't really watched. I, I don't. I haven't watched enough, and I knew they are the silver silver medalists, but I didn't really like. I didn't really think about that. It was just another game, and yeah. And I was like, so yeah, they're spread offense, and I was like, what? Like I had no idea. <laughs> I like offense. didn't. I like, didn't real. I, I didn't really know that, and I watched it, and I was like, oh shit. Like okay, <laughs> how do you sir? How do you defend this? Like I don't. You know, but. It was it was fun. So we'll see. And, and um, I don't know what M's plans are really. She's getting her masters and she's getting married in November. Hey, I didn't um, know that. Congratulations, yeah. Emily Day. I yeah. know she's been the amount of planning between her studying for her exams and then planning her wedding. Oh my god! On the road is just it's crazy how much work she's doing. I I can't imagine. I'm like I can't believe you're still in school, and then planning this whole wedding. And you know she has. I mean, there's so much that goes that leads up. So I don't think she can do the Paris um, Elite 16 because it's during, like, her bridal shower. It's during something wedding-related, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I've had fun playing with her. And then Tony's, you know, she's making a comeback. We'll see. Um, kind of she's back in California now, so we'll see kind of where – how her knee responds when she's back in the sand because she's making the progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're going to do – we are going to do Laguna – but we're not sure kind of – I think it, it just kind of depends. And, like, there's no reason to rush it. That would be a really fun one to just – there's no stress on that. Like, we're driving an hour, an hour south. Right. It's not like we're flying somewhere to go. It's especially, like, an international event or something crazy like that. Like, so we'll see. As of now, I'm not sure. Um, but that would be a fun one to kind of just have her get back in the sand yeah. and, and just like, – there's no pressure on that. What is her timeline generally? Um – well, she she is very optimistic, right. which is awesome. Like her mindset, she's working so hard. She's back in the weight room with Miles and yeah. you know stuff like that. So I saw her um, today. Yeah, so she her goal is to be back by those October Challenger events. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, full like fully you know ready to go. But said there's no really events. It was like she wanted to maybe do Atlantic City. But that obviously switched, so it's like, okay, maybe we do Laguna. Well, that's good, right, that they pushed that AVP back for her. Yeah, so she can hopefully do that. Um, but then there's no big events or anything before those challenger events. So it's like, how do you know you're ready? You're getting on a, I mean, how's your knee going to react when you're getting on an international flight? There's a lot, a lot of factors, but she's working so hard. I'm really happy for her that she's back. I mean, she's my friend too. Like I stoked to have her back. Um, yeah, who, who freaking knows what's going to happen? I'm just going to keep working hard and. Do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So though. I can do. The, the international stuff's really fun. It's so different. Mm-hmm. And it's way quicker and I can't handset, so that's a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got really good at bump setting in Portugal. <laughs> it seems like yeah. every year there's always like uh certain teams or players who go out, they have success in one event and they're like, Oh, like I belong out here and all of a sudden they're in the in the running, in the race. Mm-hmm. Like that's like kinda how it happened for me. Uh, Sponsel and Clay's last time they were I forget no they were 
when did they partner up? At the beginning of Olympic qualification? Right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah was and practicing they, and with And people uh, weren't picking Kelly. them to be the team, really, at that point. Yeah. But then they had some success, and it's like, oh, I guess they're legit. And then they consistently did it. So it could a lot could change, is my point. Yeah. Well, it's all you need is one for your mental. Like, you, you need, need one, one. Or one good, good tournament. Like, you beat mm-hmm. just... You didn't even have to have a good finish, but yeah. you beat the silver medals. You're like, yeah. I obviously can play on this level. Yeah. Like, yeah. proven. Now it's it just not more frustrating when you play like shit for a couple weeks in a row. You're like, what yes, hundred percent. Why am I doing that? <laughs> I know what I can do. Yeah. But yeah, it's part of the, part of the process. And this season's so long. There's no. Evan's like, let's go visit my family in the off season. Do I'm like, there's no off what season. Off season? <laughs> yeah. We're going till like November, December, mm-hmm. and then when does all this qualify? All this stuff starts in. That's the scary what, part. February? If they throw it in February, you're like, oh, I was planning on having two months off. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't know. They haven't released the schedule. I'd assume Olympic qualifying will start February, March next year. Yeah. So, as, as pretty much as soon as that Australian Elite 16 ends, everyone <laughs> is just, like, going into hibernation, you I think. You think it's yeah. uh, people rush it a little bit too much, though, like, get super crazy. Okay, this is Olympic qualifying. Oh, of course. We're a year and a half out. And yep. then eventually, like, oh, there's, like... I, did, I guess I didn't need to play in all three of those or four yeah. of those in a row in the beginning. and So I'm not trying to get <laughs> too excited. Like, that's how, like that's what start happens start freaking out. This is it. Olympics is coming up. Like, no, yeah. it's two years away. Yeah. Like, that happens to me at the beginning excited. of every season. I'm like, I'm going to do a better job scheduling, better job scheduling. <laughs> do you see all the events you're delaying? You're going for two months Sign up for all of them. I'm like, that was me and Trevor's strategy wow. this year. Up to this point, it didn't work great. <laughs> but I'm also like, ooh, body's hurting pretty good. Like, I'm actually happy we didn't play in those yeah. those uh, early events. Yeah. This is such an important year for you guys to not go insane. Right, yeah. Because then, I mean... But I'm still going insane because <laughs> not playing well or whatever <laughs> whatever you call what we're doing makes me go crazy. Yeah. You guys thrive <laughs> on that sense of urgency. That's you, true. You guys just need that, that little extra oh, added pressure. I mean, 100% my partner needs it. He's yeah proven that with all his guarantees okay we yep. need to talk about this this is a qu- these are some right. questions too the guarantee uh-huh so how like i think it's dead yeah does it make well, a comeback like i don't know so i think the atlanta guarantee wasn't and this is not giving trevor an excuse it wasn't a typical guarantee he right. did it off the cuff he's usually like, really good about he, he actually he does a good job like, and he does it after things. like a good practice or like yeah. where i'm like okay i'm feeling good well after a big long chunk of time it. too like, yeah. he, like he waits he's like saying he's well, done how it three sweet times. it'd be if i if i did two like in that moment and it just popped into his head yeah which i was like all right well we are playing good at yeah. right now yeah. so whatever and it could i mean honestly we could have pulled it off it was like uh we were a little dumb and stubborn staying on Andy. We're like, no, 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 we're, we're not going to go at Nick. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. <laughs> First team to try that. <laughs> yeah. No, we're and not going to He's go hitting at OT Nick. on you, Trev. <laughs> no, no, no. He won't do it this time. <laughs> uh, and then the Taylor match was just like, they, they were fired up. Everyone was, they're playing well. Trev wasn't in the best side of rhythm, but it was like, luck of the draw that Timmy and Kyle ha- ended up beating them in the yeah. previous round while they were, I, I don't know how well they play. Obviously Tim and Kyle were, were on fire, but they definitely fired up for us in the ninth yeah. place match. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's cool to see that your ninth place match is the most viewed match of all of Atlanta. Was it? Says it? A lot. Yeah. I know. And I keep wanting it to be because of me. I'm like, it's probably because the other, 
What's all for? Taylors and the Taylors. Yeah. I mean, Taylor and Trevor, the crabs, everyone's always wanted to see that. And yep. then Sanders can bounce balls to the moon. And Sanders Dude. talks shit, too. Like, he brings oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Taylor's great for the sport. I think so. He's awesome. I mean, he's kind of Trevor esque in a lot of ways. He doesn't like yeah. start. Eh, he kind of starts it, actually. Man, I loved it. He runs when his he, mouth. He blocked Trev. He made a huge move into the angle on Trev, and he actually walked under the net and got in Trev's face and then popped back under. I was like, ooh, I like that. He said, Jose taught me that. Jose <laughs> taught me that. <laughs> That's stole awesome. your coach. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh I think all four of you guys are so good for the AVP because people will show up to root against you and Trevor. Right, yeah. They will watch to I watch Trevor's that. guarantee. My last two partners uh, tended to make people <laughs> cheer against us. But then they also love to see things happen because Trevor's guarantees are the best things for yeah, the AV- It's the best so marketing good. the AVP's ever done. Yeah. Dude, I was right. going freaking nuts when I was texting Vern. I was like, are they gonna win? like you guys just kept winning and winning and I was like, see and I and I did all the research before because I had seen I see, it's like it's his third guarantee and yeah. I went back on his Instagram and was like scrolling and I knew it was Manhattan last year yeah and everyone was like it was Manhattan the year before I was like no it wasn't I was like no it wasn't because I've already I've already looked because it's right. so fascinating to me and I went all the way down and it was the uh, Champions Cup yes the okay. third event yeah can um, you tell me trivia question what Champions Cup was it I mean. You think you I know. don't know? Yeah. You know. You thought you were getting a car. What do you mean? What champions? No, I didn't. I was acting. I was talking to Donald's <laughs> son before that. I told him I'd jump on the car. <laughs> it was the Porsche Cup. Okay, that's what, so I, the third I, that's one. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. The third okay. one. There okay. was the Monster, the Wilson Cup, and then the Porsche one, the third one. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But I yeah, so crazy. he's only done it three times ever. He had only won one event, and that's when I was injured, and he won Manhattan with Reed. So it's crazy to guarantee events when you've only won one and your nickname was never Trevor. <laughs> and then he did it three in a row over three seasons. It's it pretty, crazy. It's pretty it impressive. I'll give myself a little what credit, What is the too. mindset? Yeah. Like, for you, what is your mind? Like, when he does that, are you like, like, does that change anything when you guys are playing, practicing, or is it just another day, another I tournament? I feel like Trevor, like, I know him like a brother, like, literally knew him since diapers. Yeah. So when he does crazy stuff... I'm just like his shit. <laughs> um, he, I'm more like thinking, okay, is this good for him? Like, is my guy feeling good right now? And I'm like, okay, he's throwing out guarantees. That means, and he's calculated with it usually, like mm-hmm. we said. So I was like, okay, he, he's feeling it. I'm gonna, st- I need to step up right here because my guy's like feeling in win mode. And I'm like, okay, it's time for me. And he also like feels my vibe at practice. And, um, Champions Cup, obviously, we made the final, I think, before that. So we were, like, in that groove. And then uh, that's when he did it. So it's not a – I don't know. Like you said, I, I need the sense of urgency sometimes. And when I, f- when I see him do it, it makes me think he's confident. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, then I'm confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also, like, I get to be a part of the win – if he if it doesn't work out, it's like well I don't know Trevor did it, <laughs> but if it does work it. out, I'm like I stepped up <laughs> and I and I was part of three guarantees. <laughs> it's a win win for you. Yeah, I mean I just can't take many negatives from it. Yeah. Um, I'm just like yeah, but Trevor's got to do Trevor. If he doesn't do Trevor, he's not gonna play well. Yeah. He's got to be he's got to be himself. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he does it. I mean, we'll see if he does it again. 
I don't know. I if think it'll be anytime I soon. I saw a little bit of a relief of him like, oh, whatever. My, I'm glad my guarantee card's not sitting in my pocket <laughs> yeah, every day yeah, now. Yeah. 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 I, in my mind, I kind of thought it was over. Like, you you had your run with it, and yeah. I want to see if anyone else tries to step up and do it. It won't work. No, I, I some people. I don't think it'll ever be done again, unless it's like a fill where, like, all right, this guy could definitely guarantee victories. Yeah. Trev's one of the few people. You know how everyone always says, "I play better when I'm angry." Right. I think nine out of ten people who say that are wrong. I think they actually just play terrible, mm. but they'll do like one spectacular thing because they have adrenaline, testosterone going. Totally. I, you see me bounce that ball. I played awesome when I was angry. Right. I was like, "Oh, well, you hit six balls out of bounds." Right. Too. Yeah. But I think Trevor's <laughs> one of the few who actually plays better when he gets that testosterone running and, like, gets that trash talk. And so I think if someone else tried to do it and they think they're one of those people who runs on that kind of fuel, I think it would backfire terribly. I think he just gets bored, to yeah. be honest. He could, it's like what Stephis was talking about. Like, yeah, those and he can't bounce balls because <laughs> of <with> weak-ass shoulder. <laughs> so he, yeah, that's his way of getting into it. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. And he's three, for, he's three for four. I mean, 75%. He's still batting 750. That's pretty, <laughs> That's pretty good. good. Really <laughs> impressive. It was so fun to watch. But let's give the people what they really want now, and let's talk about the – some person – he brought it up good. The art of trash talking. Ah. Because we talked about it a little bit. Um, a lot of people talked about Taylor and John Hyden. Oh, yeah. So let's break it all down. Mm-hmm. That game was crazy to watch. Yeah. I was sitting there watching, and I was like, what is going on? I've <laughs> never seen a team lose after going up 7-0. And I've <laughs> never sets. seen a team lose both sets after leading 13-8 at the Tech. Yeah, that one's on Hyden and, and Weber. Yeah. Um, Volleyball-wise, yeah, they just blew it, I think. And I think uh, Hyden really, he's obviously like one of those workout phenoms. He knows what his body's capable of. But he didn't know what his partner's body was capable of. Because at one point, Logan just literally could not jump. He's just standing, blocking, just like, oh, I'm 6'9". Like, I hope I can touch. Yeah. Like, not moving at all. That poor guy. And then Hayden still will set him on two. Yeah. I was like, ah, I was that guy at one point. Yep. But I could still jump in those situations, but my legs were burning and I was dying. And I was like, why are you setting me? <laughs> and Logan just couldn't move. It was just like, ugh. Just like fluffing it's it. The first time I've ever seen Logan Weber tired. Really? In my life. Yeah, this he, dude. He practices can, like double like, I mean, days. he's like Evan. Oh, yeah. wow. I've never seen Evan tired in my life. It's and crazy Evan plays, Evan's on like match six, and he's like, what else? What else do you have for me? Right. And Logan's kind of the same way. He just yeah. doesn't, he doesn't talk as much trash as Evan <laughs> does. Interesting. But Evan's another one, like the art of trash talk. He brings great charisma and pizzazz to the of, game he made a lot of enemies in uh atlanta in atlanta a little yeah. kong blocker on jr yeah well the, i mean i get i'm just not a trap I, I don't know if i could do that like and i no, you can't fake it i watch him trash talk and i'm like uh yeah because like, i i watch i watch <laughs> the other team's reaction like billy allen is staring at him through the net i'm like don't get billy out like, <laughs> yeah, like that's the last person <laughs> i thought we would get fired up is billy allen right yeah that's impossible and jeremy maybe but then he gets bill kalinsky fired up i'm like i never thought i'd see that but yeah he was chirping to jeremy but i guess his game against theo and kane was like he was telling me this stuff he was saying i was like dude really he's like well i beat them and then came after <laughs> Trevor's been a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, well, Kane. We're the best influence Kane, ever. Kane, good, yeah, Evan, Evan, tour, yeah. Evan that's, he plays better like mm-hmm. that. And he's like, why are you serving me? I'm like, 
I could never say right. that. Yeah. But came out, they shook hands, and Kane goes, you're a douchebag. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, Praxians came with you the other day, and the whole, like, he's like, I'm going to Praxians, and he's laughing. I'm like, that's so uncomfortable. Like, and nothing's been said after. Like, I guess Theo was like, didn't mention the game, but was fine with him after the game. And yeah. they practiced, and, like, nothing was said. I'm like, does that get, like, hashed out after, or is it just, like, it's just no. different from the from the women's side because he did it. To, he did it with you guys too, and he only does it sometimes. Bit. But it, it was like leaking out of him. Like yeah, he couldn't because you could he can't tell. Help like himself. in the beginning, he's just like playing along, and then <laughs> Trevor always likes to like kind of go after Bill, just because I don't know he's quiet and like whatever. They have a pre-existing relationship, and then Evan was just like <laughs> it was like squeaking out of him like. OT, you know, like small stuff. <laughs> he'd hit it and he'd say something like super quick. And then as the match went on, it was like started to like, he's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk back to Trevor. Yeah. Trevor uh, said one during yeah. the game. I think it was like, suck on that. Yeah. Or something like that. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> or he's like, <laughs> he hit a high line, like literally in the middle of the court and Evan didn't dig it. He's like, that is the worst high line I've ever hit in my life and you didn't dig it but then Evan did the exact same shot back like they both did a middle high line yeah and put it down on each other and he said the same thing back and I was like all right I think it's worse that Evan's wearing blue sunscreen on his nose like like wait this guy's a rookie and he has blue sunscreen on his nose like what is going on and then he's gonna talk trash yeah which I wonder how long that'll last but is uh, the blue sunscreen gonna stay there forever I think that's Evan's done a great job like branding himself. Yeah. Right. For he sure. has worn the same teal backwards hat since he was 16. Right. Okay, since no. He got a him. new one. He got a new one? Oh. New color? No. Well, same I mean, like, the same, yes. the same color the same hat. hat. But his hat, <laughs> when we started dating, he had that hat, and it was, like, the most... Dis- you couldn't even be in the same room as that. It <laughs> was, like, the slunk? most disgusting it thing. It was... Now it is. He wears a slunk sweat now, but it was this, like... I don't even know what it was, but it smelled... So, I mean, because you it's get like soaking wet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so gross. Oh. And now, I mean, then he, he always is, after every play, it's like this. Yeah. Adjusting his hat. And yeah. there's, like, brown yeah. on both sides of the hat because his dirty hands adjusting yeah. it. But, yeah, he's in the same thing. And the, I, I was like, why'd you start with the blue zinc? He's like, well, my nose would blister. It would get so burnt. And then yeah. I just wanted to match my hat. And so he's like, I just did it. Well, I mean, it's definitely easy, like, especially when you're coming up, like, who is this guy? I don't know. Remember, it's that guy with the blue nose. Yeah. Like, not remembering names or even for me, I was like, oh, the guy with the blue nose. Like, yeah. it's super easy. The reason I'm saying how long is it going to last, like, because eventually if you do well enough, people are already going to know who you are. You don't need to wear the blue nose, yeah. but mm-hmm. always going to bring in more fans. Yeah. We'll see, what, we'll see what his strategy is. He's done a good is. job branding himself, but in terms of the the art of trash talking, I think... Evan gets it because I think it fires him up. Right, right, Evan right. and Trevor, I think, run on a similar fuel. Mm-hmm. But I think when I – I don't trash talk. The few <laughs> I times could, I do, I get so uncomfortable. I'm like, but what if I, I don't live up to it? I could never see trash talking. <laughs> I, I don't run well on being angry. You throw I'm better in like, at like, uh, like positive – yeah, like positive trash talk. Yeah. You it's, know? it's weird. Like I, I watch Steph Curry play, and I'm like, he has a ton of swagger. He's having a ton of fun and he's laughing. Like I like my best trash talk is when someone says and I'll just laugh back at him or just like right. mock them in like yeah. sort of a funny way, like just kill him with a smile. Right. And that's sort of like my trash talk because I know like I've done it like in basketball. I was like, I can't. This feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you just got to understand 
if you run well on trash talk and what the how the other team's going to react. So talking trash to you guys would be stupid. Right, right, right. I watched the Swiss guys do it, and they melted. Yeah, that was great. And I remember because Kyle was calling your game, and uh, and I saw I forget if it's Mitral or Hausner who the Swiss blocker yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them sort of started barking at you, and I texted Kyle. I was like, "It's over." <laughs> This game's over, and then you guys closed out on, like, a 6-1 run. It's and we like had the Swiss know. boys in the back, like, with their, like, positive trash talk. Yeah. You could tell they were trying to, like, get in our head. Oh, what's his name? Kratinger. Yeah. Who Trev already is boys with. It was like, no. Yeah. Because Veronica, Veronica asked, she's like, why didn't you, like, talk it's to It's so hard for us to, to get Trevor. fired up, too, like, for certain matches like that. Yeah. For whatever reason this year. So, yeah. It's like, well, now the Swiss guys are talking to us, like, there's one reason to get fired, to, to not lose this match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Because Veronica was asking me, I hit one pretty hard at Trev, and he, like, it hit a, it, it was a hand dig that ended up clipping him in the head. Uh-huh. Veronica was like, why didn't you yell at him after blowing him up? I was like, Veronica, you got to keep them sleeping. Like, you got to tell a, Great what a great job he's doing, yeah, sweetie. Right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a picture of Trevor that I had to screenshot when he blocked you. It was Probably the most straight down block Trevor. The ball ever had. beat me to the floor. Yeah, that's the most. He doesn't get many of those. You know. <laughs> Thanks. But he blocked it, and then like did like his arms back, <laughs> yeah. and he's like this in the air after the block, like his arms straight out, not even forward, just like block, and then like already doing, celebrating, like, talking wide, trash, facing straight. <laughs> like, and me and Trev don't jump very high. And he was talking trash and celebrating before both of us landed. That's how fast I mean, that block I don't even went know down. What that is. <laughs> I don't even know what that technique was right there. <laughs> Who Let's else trash talk? On the guy's side, not much. Um, Hagen does in a way. Mm-hmm. He kind of. I give Savvy the picture. Yeah. <laughs> We're showing Savvy so the, weird. the like, picture How do you end right up now? in that position? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my and that ball is already on the ground too. <laughs> like that ball has already bounced. It's on its way back up. Yeah. Was yeah. that in, in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. And that's what got them running after the. That was like the first point after the technical timeout yeah. in set one. And then I gave up like five straight. We're up eleven ten. Switch sixteen twelve. I was like, oh. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, internationally too, isn't. Didn't you guys, didn't Trevor get in trouble in Portugal for trash talking? Oh, um, like that? that was more my fault. <laughs> um, I, I honestly was like, yeah, let, let's get Trev talking. I want him to, I think he was being a little more quiet because he knows it's Adrian and Adrian certainly rises up mm-hmm. to the occasion. Um, but there was fans talking and going at Adrian, which I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to make him play better, which they did. And, but then the Italian coaches were looking at our American fans and like, like bullying. I'm like, Hey, you stop talking right now. Like <laughs> yelling at them. And they're like, I could tell the fans were like, are we not allowed to talk? And so I walked out on the car. I was like, yeah, you guys are good. Keep the dialogue coming. Good to go. Yeah. Like in front of the Italian coaches and stuff. And then the, the ref got super pissed at me. It's <laughs> like, don't do that. You're instigating. What if we have a fight? I'll card you at like going crazy on me. And then I was like, then I got pissed at the ref. I was like, that's the problem with our sport. <laughs> not letting fans talk. Like, they're not, like, yeah. starting they're fights. Not they're anything. not doing anything. Yeah. They're just being really passionate sports fans. Yeah. And so the ref was, like, going at me a bunch. And, like, we had a whole argument after. And then I had Adrian come over, who we just played. 
And he was on my side. He's like, no, like, he should. Why, why aren't they allowed to talk? Right. Like, what are you talking about? They came out here. Show us the rule book. Yeah. Like, I could card you right now. Like, all oh, the ref freaking out. I was just like, this is dumb. Which Bizarre. I usually don't let that distraction happen, but that's what happened One of there. the best trash-talking international matches I've ever seen was Brouwer-Musen against Ruben Penenga and Leon Luini in Hamburg. Really? It was awesome. Really? I, my my love for Alex Brower has quintupled this weekend. He sent me a picture <laughs> reading my books every day this week, and he got into a trash talking battle with Peninga and Luini. And then right after, you know, he posts a picture. Like guys get over stuff faster, and so and he's like, "Enemies on the court, friends off it." But dude, they were going at it the whole time. I it like was great. That. Go back and watch the replay. That's rare on volleyball TV. It, dude, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Loved every bit of it. And the ref kind of let him go. Yeah, I think Peninga. One of them might have got carded. Who knows what they were saying, though? But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the... But it was entertaining to watch. I loved it. Love yeah, it. That's cool. Um, so the, um, the new devices that they're putting on, stadi- on their um, you know, bathing suit on stadium court, is that mm. like those tracking devices you've seen that and stuff? Is that for yeah. just fans... Like, yeah, so that was one of the questions. Like, what about those tracking devices? And I mean, they were cool, it was cool to see and watching it's a great some of the resource games. for the stream. Yeah. It's awesome to have yeah. those graphics. Yeah, it doesn't really bother us. Um, I don't know about the girls, it's on your guys' tops, so I yeah. don't think I, I played with it once and I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, it's fine. We it's played cool, it though. at most matches this year, and it's just good like, more information and statistics for our fans to use. And who knows if it's right? Like, I don't know, it says our verts are. For sand, I think it's ours were our match equivalent. when I went back and watch it, it was twenty five and twenty six inches. Oh, that's not high enough. Was like that. Right? That's not even close. And I have to no high idea. No, no, no. That's I've not never high measured enough. my vertical out of sand. So no, if, you're, no if, if your nose is over the net, like you're well into the thirties. Okay. But you're not gonna see forty inch verts in the sand, period. Not many. Yeah. The highest number I saw was Haley Harward hit thirty three. That was the really? biggest number I saw from Fort Lauderdale. No, I yeah. saw. I think I've seen higher, but I didn't watch every single match. Yeah, yeah I think it was, a lot of them were around thirty-three-ish. Yeah. But I don't know. It, that's the problem. We're jumping in sand, and people might compare to like basketball. Yeah. And stuff. Like, damn, this guy's got a thirties <laughs> wimps. No wonder he's watching these birds. That's weak. <laughs> uh, which isn't actually for a girl. That's really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley's a beast. even indoor, right? Yeah, even indoor. That's high. 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 Haley flies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys are usually probably averaging around 33 to 36-ish, I would guess, average. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. I don't know the company's name. No, maybe I want be to because it's, it's cool, cool it's information. Cool I wonder what um who who has other really who jumps really high. Troy jumps really high. Troy flies. Evan jumps high. Came yeah. underrated Kane jumper. jumps really high. And I wonder. Uh, Sander. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite metrics is to see distance covered because yeah. the blockers – it's like double. Way more. I, I remember rewatching our match against JM. I'm like, JM, I ran 6,800 feet. You're at 3,200, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just from running up and pulling. And, uh, yeah. I, you don't even think about that type of stuff. I know because on my aura ring, you can see how many steps you take. And if you play like two or three matches a day, it's like it's crazy. 20, 30,000. 30, mm. I mean, it's ridiculous how many steps you actually take mm-hmm. in volleyball. Yeah. And, and then watching stuff. the calorie burn from the whoop when I had it was crazy. But you're not using it anymore? No, it broke, and uh, I was playing a KOB, and I had a dig, and it just, like, 
popped off. Yeah. The strat it just got worn out. Yeah. I'd had it for three years. It's like, all right, well, you, you know, I got you know the yeah. strat. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it was that was good information. But I, I like those things yeah. they have on for sure. Whatever company it is. More stats and whatnot, the better, mm-hmm. I think. Well, do you think that they're going to use I think some people were talking about, like, using that as something you can bet on as well. Like, if people can start betting through you know, ballets and stuff, like betting on how high this person jumped, all these different things, I think that'd be... You, know. you just don't know if it's accurate enough, right? Yeah, well, and then, yeah. like, if you jumped out of a hole, like, did you jump? Do you take two inches one, off because they were in a hole? Well, one thing like, is that I don't think it necessarily matters if it's accurate enough because the baseline error is going to be the same. Yeah, that's true. So if you step on a scale that's fifty pounds off, it doesn't really matter because you can still track your weight loss by stepping on the same scale. Yeah. I don't, but I don't see that being part of the betting. I don't like see that being part f- of the betting yeah, either. It's too far mm-hmm. off. I'm also curious how long ballet sticks around for. We're even gonna get to the betting phase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Still here. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but I like I like having the metrics, and actually, it was hilarious because I was watching Miles Pertain and Paul Lottman in yeah. Atlanta, and they were just smashing Avery Drost and Miles Evans, and Mark Schurman was calling it, and he made it so interesting by by going, "Is Miles Pertain going to hit the mile mark in this match?" Because it was like eighteen to eight. And uh-huh. Miles was like 300 feet away. And he's like, and we're 100 feet away. And we're 50 feet away. I was like, this is by far the most interesting part yeah. of this match. I mean, this match is over funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> 10 minutes hey, ago. Whatever, whatever it takes to entertain the fans. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it won't even be volleyball at one point. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> so that's awesome. cool. That is Height cool. of bounces. <laughs> <Yeah>. Accumulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh. fun to see that. But um, back to Atlanta with the rain delays and all that stuff that was a couple of questions on here like what happens during a weather delay um they went to the one set to 28 was that the right thing to do because we didn't get weather you know what like that was that was a lot that was crazy it's just like the one thing tours dread and can't control yeah is the weather and it's brutal as athletes too where you're like you're already warm up too much there's already too much build up to matches and then you like warm up and then you cool down and warm up again. Those are the worst. I feel like we've, I've had more of those in my, this year than my whole career where matches are delayed. Uh, this one, it didn't really affect us because we were out so early. <laughs> but eh, I think AVP did the right thing. Mm-hmm. They needed to get the event done. It would have been a complete disaster if it didn't finish. Yeah. And then two nights in a row, you kind of have to assume the storm's going to come in that evening. So it was like, just get it done. And... None of the players really complained about yeah, it. I, I think they all kind of understood and just want, wanted to make sure they got it done. So I think it was okay. Yeah. What do you think would have been the better? Because me and Delaney were talking about it. If we were the AVP, what we would have done. Delaney would have – her idea was to do three sets to 15 instead of one to 28. To keep it – Takes it, longer, though. Yeah. But you're still – Because then you have an in-between. Yeah. More timeouts, probably. Did they have additional timeouts – and one to twenty eight was there, so one technical one each team one had technical one. at twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Not twenty eight. I mean that would have that realistically would have made it more similar to a normal format, but that wouldn't have taken that much shorter. Yeah. Thing, like it's the in between sets that really gets you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Ended up working out. No storms. Finishing the matches. Yeah, had two I, good I finals. I was just really bummed because like. Atlanta is our night match event of the year, and it's yeah. cool for fans. It's cool on video, um, and more fans show up. There's mm-hmm. more energy, and we didn't really get those great night matches. I don't know if 
our evening match was great at ninth place. Um, but I don't know if they they played a few that were there in the was dark, like three right? Of them. Evan was in the dark against Jeremy and Billy. How was the the crowd for that one? Well, they were on court. One. Oh, so they weren't in the stadium, yeah. Um, and then Kalinsky and Syracuse played Kaylee York and Megan Gebhard. Right. And then I think that was the one where Avery and Miles played Miles and Paul. Paul. Is that what you said? I think that was also on stadium, and I think that may have been it for the night games. Gotcha. Maybe there's one more. Yeah. But. Uh, it's just luck of the draw. Like, over the yeah. years, we've just seen the it tour happens. be like everyone, the owners, like staff, everyone's just checking the weather, like, Yep. Come on, not this weekend, please. Yeah. And then New Orleans happens <laughs> every year. Every year. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back, not next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, this person asked, um, with Nick retiring, do you guys predict any more? Well, obviously there's some, probably more people retiring, but do you guys have any more predictions of people retiring that are unexpected, I guess? Because, like, Hayden's done, right? And then yes. is Phil is he done? Phil, I, think he, I think he'll keep. I think he'll keep doing the what Casey's yeah. doing. Just like practice a little bit, play AVPs, have some fun. Win, win, because <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone. I else, could though. see Phil being done though. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think he needed to play because the whole Johnny Sutton situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think he probably is having more fun than he thought because mm-hmm. he just. That's probably why he was so burnt out. It was like the expectation and like supposed to be the best player in the world and winning all the time. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he's just like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Nick's gone. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm interested because I think it's kind of good marketing for him and his academy down in Orlando That's true. as well. And how hard is it for him <clears throat> to like he come out half force, Yeah, still get a good partner and still – hopefully not win an event, but 50% Phil is still a top five player in the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not um, good. Patterson. I don't see, I see Patterson playing another season or so just for yeah. fun with a fifth kid now with a fifth kid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. Um, Billy Allen, you don't know. Cause he has already moved away yeah. um, to Idaho. So he's already doing it remotely. Usually that's like the first sign of yeah. a retirement. Yeah. Um, I wonder, yeah, I mean, you look at guys like Billy, um, Tim Baumgren is going to be out of the main draws now. Oh. Piotr Marciniak is going to be out of the mar- main draws now. So I think guys like that who are living away already, yeah. or if they're going to go out to the tour series or, you know, whatever the qualifier yeah. system becomes next year or two Those years Those guys are diehards. They love volleyball. Yeah. Um, but so I think the only for sure is are Nick and Hayden. Yeah. And we'll yeah. see what April and Alex are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. April's still in the gym. Getting after it. Yeah. She's a hard worker, man. Yeah. She is. Yeah. April. Yeah. Every time I go in there, she's in there. Yeah. She's a badass. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. single time. Um, it was, there was a crazy stat. Uh, Nancy Mason was telling me. No, maybe it wasn't Nancy. But Gina at 33 was like the oldest player. It was in Fort Lauderdale. Like everyone else was under... 30 I think on the women's side because it was who was it Gina and Julia and Haley um, and Tina Haley and Tina Betsy and Kelly because Betsy just turned Gina's the oldest player on in the main draw she was she was on that Sunday no because M Day just turned 35 yeah 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 M Day Um, was Fendrick there Fendrick was was not there in Fort Lauderdale um 
But still, the fact Zahn that Gina's like the old mm-hmm. one, because we're the yeah. same age, same it's year crazy. at SC. Yeah. And she was like the oldest wow. one by, by I guess three years, because Brand I think Brandy's thirty two. Yeah, that was a crazy stat. <laughs> That's nuts how young the women's side I is know. getting. The average age on the guys. Side I feel is like, like I just passed like the the median age, yeah. you know, where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm one of the older guys. Well, it's so funny because every time For so long I was younger. Every time people bring your name up, it's like Tri is like the most promising blocker we have. <laughs> like that. at what point do you stop being the promising blocker and you, you just are the blocker? Right, like, right. <laughs> you're the guy who's got potential. The next two Olympic quads, yeah. yeah. Still loads of potential like at 33. That. You're going to peak at 39. <laughs> Dude, how many American players have peaked after 33? Yeah. A lot. A lot. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Talking about young players, Miles Partain. We talk a bit about Miles Partain. I love legit. him. <laughs> I love him. I love him too. I, I'm sponsored by... Um, him and Paul are also sponsored by Centerpoint Securities, and they help us out a lot. And I was just in San Diego after my month-long trip, and um, our sponsor wanted me to come, like, interview Miles and Paul after their win. Mm-hmm. And it was so cra- – like, Miles is also, like, the most intelligent person ever. I haven't gotten like, to know him too well yet, but that's what I hear. He's a sharp yeah. kid. He's so smart, and he's so talented. Is he, like – do you? Th- and I asked Paul, too. I was like, are you guys going to – Go and do some international stuff because I mean you guys are so good. I mean, would they take like three or four thirds in a row and then a first? Like, yep. they're so good. I'm like, are you guys gonna try and go do that? And then I asked Miles, and he was like, you know, he just wants to focus on the next season. So his next focus is finish this, and then he puts all of his time and energy and investment into UCLA indoor, mm. and nothing further than that. Like, it's an interesting position work because. Technically, if he wanted to put his focus into Olympics, he could he could be a guy that could actually say that and maybe pull it off with the right partner. Yeah. But if he he has two more years at UCLA, right? Yeah. So if he goes all in on those two years, you're probably not going to pull it off, right? Because the seasons overlap. So that's a, that's interesting too. Because yeah. like, I would, I mean, I don't know how much he loves indoor. It seems like it's. He loves both of them. I think he just loves volleyball. And he's amazing he at both. Volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. He's the indoor player of the year. What's <laughs> he for you? M- MPSF. Or MPSF yeah. player yeah. of the year. Um, but I, I think he is so good. And, and I called him and was like, if you want to go international, um, I would love to just get you points. Right. Just to put him in a situation where he could get picked up. Uh-huh. And he's like, I think I'm going to like just focus, like you said, Sav, on UCLA win when I can in the summer, UCLA. Because I think he could legitimately, if he wanted to, play a couple of these fall challengers, put himself in a situation to get picked up, and then I think he would be, whoever he teams up with would be a front runner for our men to qualify mm-hmm. for Paris. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's only going to get better. Yeah. And I think his style of play is, all, is better suited for international play than American. Honestly, he's he so could, physical. You think he could be one of those burnout people that... I, I know it seems different with him, but there's a lot of people that like are so diehard and just can't eat, sleep, drink volleyball, and then they just burn themselves out because there's not that that proper uh, work life balance. Yeah, um, I don't get the impression that that's the case, but I'm also when I'm like, damn, this guy loves volleyball that much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a question that comes up. I think he has. A lot of other things that he loves. He's really close with his family. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think that that is so helpful when you have that, because that's a natural balancer right there. I mean, right. You have, he has a great relationship with his brother, Marcus. Right. Like, his parents are two sweet people. And Miles, he's also super spiritual mm. and religious. Like, I saw him in the Fort Lauderdale Players Tent in the morning, and he's just sitting there reading the Bible, like, journaling on a devotional. And he's so passionate about that that it's good that he has that other passion. I think I think if he was only passionate about beach volleyball and like just dove all right. and didn't have something so else. So religion and religion, volleyball. family and volleyball. He also is he's also Pretty an good. intern. <laughs> he's an intern for Center Point Securities and he's like but like on the engineering side. So I think he's, he's like he's an intern for the so sponsor. He, he wow. moved down to San Diego. Damn, smart guy. Him, him and Marcus <laughs> moved down there from Palisades. They moved down to San Diego and they both I think they're both interning there Whoa. this summer on like the engineering side of the whole thing, which I had no idea because they've always been from LA. Yeah, and he's training with Lotman, who's down in San Diego. Yeah, so, so they just trained perfect. with um, Mike Plotchek down at Wave, yep. and but then he also is like in like doing engineering. Holy like, moly! You, yeah, that's wild. Me and Delaney have been wanting to take the Partain parents out to dinner and be like, how Just did you raise this brain. kid? <laughs> <laughs> Both need, of them. We need I mean, advice. The fact that Marcus, I don't know. I mean, I think Marcus is totally still practicing and stuff and obviously doing indoor stuff, but he hasn't been doing much of this, the beach this summer. And they go out and like they played, he played so well. I mean, most people serve Marcus and he sided out so well and was like hammering balls. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny looking back because. I went to U21 Worlds with them as a pair, and uh. they were both, I mean, how long ago was that? Miles was 15, maybe? Holy. How old is he, 20? He's 19? 20. 20. And I was a freshman in college, so, uh, you know, how long ago? You know, five years ago. So 15 years old, and Marcus <laughs> was 17, and they were so, they, they were such a I always see them just as those little babies, but Marcus played so well too i'm like why mm-hmm. isn't he playing more like he's just i mean i think they just both focus on ucla and you know because he he mentioned he's like i love beach and i love paul and my coach mike and doing this but i don't ever want my my indoor team to think that like my priorities aren't straight and he was just like yeah my next focus is indoor and like yeah. winning a national championship i was like dude you're crazy how did you like wherever miles is he's all there yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's cool it's cool. And Marcus, he was hurt for a while. He had a tough back injury, and he yeah. filled out. I saw him at six, man. Yeah. I was like, damn, when did you get, like, kind of jacked, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we might see Marcus out on tour as well in a Hoping few years. Hoping so. Marcus very is graduating? Good. I think it'll he be He graduated in three years. I know, because I was just talking to him. So he has another year. He, okay. fin- he graduated early, and he has another year of eligibility. Okay. Where do you see him fitting in on the tour? Uh, let's assume he's not with his brother. I think he'd be a great defender. I'd mm-hmm. play with him. Yeah. I think Love he'd it. be like an upper level qualifier guy to start. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a test to see if if he could side out at a high enough level to make his way in there. What's his size like? I, I haven't been able to watch. Probably like six two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Not quite as long how as, how miles. as miles. Miles is like six, six five, five, but he is long. Miles is six five. His arms. I don't know why I picture him like six three. He touches yeah, like eleven tall. feet. You think he's my height? He's my height. Maybe a Would hair. Anyone say that Miles is the same height as me? I think he's in between me and you. Maybe that I'll half inch, six four. Oh, 
I think he's maybe that half inch taller than me, half inch shorter than you. But really, he, he is yeah, long. And his arms are so long too. Yeah, and I don't think he's done growing to be honest. I haven't no. been able to see him. Block I haven't seen him taller. He was blocking this weekend in Seaside yeah. and like stuffing balls. After how I mean, how much has he blocked this summer? Wow, I didn't realize he's no. that tall. That's yeah, that says a lot for world tour wise. Yeah. Yeah. Tall defenders is a thing. Yeah, for and sure. And he is physical. His contact point's high. Yeah. Yeah. And lefty, so you're naturally just messing with people <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> yep. Exactly. He's long. He's weird. He's powerful. <laughs> he's smart. He's smart. He's yeah, quick. I'm, I'm bullish on Miles. I hope they both stay healthy. Yeah. Buy stock, people. Buy stock. Buy Miles <laughs> Partain stock. It's high right now, and it's only getting higher. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. Man, they're coming off of a, a big win. Um do you guys think any uh, – who do you guys think the first repeat winner will be? You think it's going to be Julia and Gina again or Miles and Paul or a I mean, different team? or Good question. Especially for this – you know, I guess we can kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Running out of questions, but, like, I mean, with this weekend coming up, who do we – predictions or I mean, Miles and new Paul team? are playing good ball. It's just a matter of, like, are they on a hot streak or are they – I mean, they've obviously been consistent all year. So I guess there's a little expectation for them to actually, like, do well, maybe make a final if they get around to that same area. Whereas before, it's like, oh, you guys made third. Like, it's a good tournament, you know, yeah. based on their previous results. Cameron and Theo have been consistent all year. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard to bet against them in terms of, I mean, what, three finals in a row or something like that? I think so. I mean, and then they've been yeah. most consistent on the world tour as well. <clears throat> and then you just have us as ringers. Like you never know what the <laughs> hell we're gonna do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bet against myself. So yeah, can't do that. Yeah. Think for the women. Um, I think Kristen and Taryn are due. Yeah. For Manhattan. Um, mm. that would be my call for Manhattan is Kristen and Taryn. They're kind of in a little slump relative to how good they are. Right. I think they're due for one. I would say Kelly and Betsy, but I think it's really hard to win a tournament two weekends in a row, mm-hmm. especially after traveling from going like Fort Lauderdale to Atlanta. Yeah. To Although Clay's Canada, did it last year. All the way back the to Manhattan. In, in the clutch. Yeah. Clay's did it. She did. But they were just going from Russia to Czech and not Germany all the way back it's to true. Manhattan for a 32-teamer. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Kristen Taren, and this is going to come out after Manhattan, so we'll see how I mean, stupid Taylor's it. too. I, I can't but leave But they've won out, yet. Because they're kind of due. Oh, that have won. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so gotcha. first repeat winner. I yeah, go yeah. Kristen Taren because they won Austin. Right. And for the men's side, I'd have to go Cayman Theo. I think uh, they're playing I'm telling such you, good side out Trevor. ball. I'm take that sound Trev. bite. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Travis, bro. Trev, you're done. <laughs> you're done. You can't do it again. <laughs> I guess the last question would be, they asked, I mean, it's, you know, what makes, what does the NBO mean to you guys individually and what makes it so special? Obviously getting your name on the pier, but. Yeah. I got asked that a few times. For me, it's just the prestige of it. Yeah. um, And the history of it. The past and the future of it, you know, you're, it's the only thing where your name really goes, getting one AVP win, period your name's in that book that doesn't really exist, but it's on BBB. It's on your resume. You can say you have an AVP win. The next thing to like have on your resume forever is, and then have on the pier is the AVP win. And I think it, it resonates with fans outside of our sport too, where you walk down there with friends that don't know volleyball and they're like, wait, what? Like your name's on this pier. That's, mm-hmm. 
you know. Uh, so it's just the prestige, I think, that's the biggest, biggest deal. Yeah, I mean, you just walk out there. And, you know, I remember talking with Tim Hovland about it. And he said, the first time I saw Manhattan, I looked at it and I said, I'm going to win that tournament. It's just the tournament that everyone wants to win and everyone wants to play. And and even just qualifying for Manhattan and to say that you played in a Manhattan Beach Open main draw is such a special thing. Because it's it's the best tournament in the world. Everyone calls it the granddaddy of them all, the Wimbledon, the Masters, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's the only tournament in beach volleyball that has the prestige that it does outside yeah. of the Olympics. I mean, I would say even internationally, this is the Stad biggest tournament. kind of had it at one point, but it's been pretty watered down. I think Stad still does from a fan perspective. Um, and I think from the players' perspective, like listen to the interviews, like the Grimmauld, they said the this same, is the same though. Yeah. It's yeah. different. If It's like for people that know volleyball and know the world tour, having won Stad's a really big deal. And to have that cowbell... It's like a really cool prize. Yeah. Um, but not everybody knows that. So like being on a pier and like walking over it is more of a big deal than like someone coming to your house and be like, oh, cool cowbell. Yeah. I wanted yeah. in a tournament and Stad, they're like, cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Only the volleyball fans would be like, wait, you want Stad? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal. So, yeah. I think that might also be that you're talking with American fans. Yeah, 100%. I think overseas, I think in Europe, it's probably a little different. Yeah. You know, in Stavanger, you got that huge sword and, you know, like some Stavanger of those events were was cool. Dope, but it's also hasn't been on tour for yeah. years. And Stad's been the only consistent one, mm. like the only one, right, yeah. at this and, point. I mean, Stad, Hamburg is getting to that prestige Stad's the only one I've had on the schedule of my whole career on the international that I can think of. Yeah. Hamburg definitely wasn't. Hamburg started in 2016. Yeah, and I think we missed a, a Rio's, year. Rio used to be the up there Yeah, for international. But, yeah, I'd say Stad's probably yeah. sort of the international Super Bowl, but Manhattan right. is the closest thing that beach volleyball has to a major. Like mm-hmm. tennis has its majors, golf has its majors, football has a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. MLB has the World Series. Yeah. This is the only thing that beach volleyball has that's Without close to a major. Without even jacking the prize money up, it's yeah. a big deal. And I know they're trying to create Chicago and Atlanta, but it's – they're not just different. You know, yeah. I think that really it's just Manhattan and it's Hermosa. Yeah. And those are the biggies and the players know it and the fans know it. Yeah. We can try to create it elsewhere, but I think that it just has that built in prestige mm-hmm. and it's amazing. That's it. That's it. Coming up. Great to have you, Sav. Thanks, couple guys. days, two days away, people. And you're, this you're straight in this time. Mm-hmm. You don't need the, the Zana Muno last second call. <laughs> to this day, I'm just, just so thankful. I got a texture on this Thursday. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the how the, what the dates are, but yeah, a year ago, you you know gave me a chance. <laughs> Split block and drinking. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so it was so fun and like so frustrating, blocking and pulling and like I mean it's it's so hard. But you know, to be given a chance, you're so upset that you lost. Like in your game to get in against a team that you beat in Atlanta to qualify. And then you're furious, and then she's like, hey, do you want to play tomorrow? And that was my first I've never played before. So yeah. I, in the Manhattan, I was like, it, w- it was crazy. But, yeah, Sick. I got to send her a text because <laughs> I think about it all the time. Like, and, and I don't see Zon all the time, but it's it, that was, like, in the way that she worded it, like, you're an up-and-coming defender, and you deserve a chance to get some points. I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like... <laughs> Just bruins for life. It was yeah. the coolest thing ever. I cried. I was so happy. 
Yeah. Heck but yeah. Anyways, yeah. We're Love in. it. I'm going to come watch you on Thursday. Let's do some Sweet. work. Yeah. Come on. See you I'll in the main Drizzy. Support. Yeah. See you in the main Drizzy, baby. I'll be there, too. <laughs> Maybe we'll see each other again. Pure ceremony. No sandcast battle. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that clip for Trevor. I'm going to talk the nicest You're betting track. again. <laughs> the smile is so big. Great line shot, Try. Dang it. Wow. You really, you really smashed that one past me, guys. Wow, Trevor. That's the hardest hit I've seen all day. <laughs> Are you playing with JM? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Let's do it. Bab squad. Plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Good Shoots. stuff. Shoots, guys. <laughs> <laughs>